Welcome to the Rising Resiliency Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Hines, and this podcast is for you, the you who feels stuck because of your past circumstances, and you might be wondering if you're the only one feeling this way, but I'm here to tell you that you're not alone, and together we can rise up and be resilient. I am so, so, so glad that you're here with me today, so let's dive right into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to today's show. I am so excited about today's episode because I have my very first guest on the Rising Resiliency podcast, and she spills all of the details about her life. She gives all of the insight to how she's feeling and how she works through some things. And I think it's just so much information that so many of you can connect with and resonate with. And this podcast is less of a, hey, look at me and look at what I've gone through and where I am today, and more of look at what I'm still going through and look at how I'm navigating through life, even with these things that are trying to hold me back. And I think that's something that so many of us can relate to. And so I know that you're going to take away all of the good nuggets from what she has to say. So I am interviewing Chelsea Yotter on my show today. I've known Chelsea for a few years now. We actually met through network marketing and through the Instagram world. And instantly we knew we had so much in common because we were working toward having the same outlook on life that so many of you are also looking for. If you were not looking on changing your mindset and working through the things that you've been through, you would not be here listening to this show. So I know that you are going to resonate and connect with Chelsea just like you connect with me. That's obviously why you're listening to the show. And I'm so excited for you to hear what she has to say. Excited that you're here. Me too. So um, I already introduced you in my intro, but everyone, this is Chelsea. I have known Chelsea for how long has it been now? Like three years? Almost three. We met in January of 2019. Yeah, so three years now. And instantly when we met, I knew that she was like my other half. She's basically me in a different form. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're definitely going to love what she has to say. Because if you are listening to me, you will care what she has to say as well. So I'm so excited that you are able to be my very first guest. I feel so honored and super special. And I'm super excited. Hopefully I can rein in all the supers. I like to throw that word out a lot. So (laughs) that's okay. I was listening back to mine before and I say literally all the time. And (laughs) I've talked about this on the podcast before too. Like we so often keep ourselves from going after what we want to do just because we are worried about what we think of ourselves ultimately as I've told my listeners like we are all going through this journey together and no one is ever going to reach a level of perfect so it's just kind of figuring it out as we go yeah totally um side note I was gonna post this on my Instagram and then I forgot because that's kind of person I am when I stop <laughs> thinking about something actively I just forget um but I started my day yesterday and today listening to your the three episodes that you have and Paige seriously I've had the best couple days ever um oh so gosh. I don't know if that's you or what but I'm just gonna say it's you so stop I love you I love you that's so sweet <laughs> okay cool so let's just dive right in um I want this podcast just to be a way for other people to realize they're essentially not alone in anything they're going through. And obviously, we all have our own experiences. And I cannot connect with everyone with everyone they've gone through because I've gone through my own stuff, they're going through their own stuff. But in the end, there's somebody out there who has experienced what we've gone through. And even if the 
event or circumstance was different. I think the way we end up feeling and the way we end up navigating through life has a lot of similarity to other people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we just don't like share about it because we're uncomfortable and we think no one will really understand. So I just want to chat with you today about kind of where you come from, because I think there are a lot of people out there who could really benefit from you because as I've known you over the last three years, I've seen you grow tremendously in your mindset and just the way you show up as yourself every single day. And I think people can learn so much from you. So I want to start (laughs) by asking you just to share your story with us. Um, Because I think a lot of times people will maybe, okay, let's see if you're like me. When people say to tell you or tell them about yourself, what goes through your mind? Like when someone says, tell me about yourself, like in a job interview. Literally the first words are like, ah, shoot. Like I knew this question was going to come up. Um, Just because, I mean, you know, when you're put on the spot like that, it's like, you know, you have all these incredible things about you and your, your story is so unique. And so like, there might be a million things that happened in your past that, that you just, you know, people wouldn't know about you just by looking at you. And then when someone asks you why your story is, it's like, oh, uh, I, I'm, I live in Minnesota. My default is always like, well, I grew up here. And I'm like, who cares? Like, <laughs> you know, like Cool. Anyway, what else? Um, so I, I mean, you sent me those questions, like this question when I was prepping like a while ago. And unfortunately I lost most of it, you know, phone updates and whatnot. But even when you sent that to me, like a couple weeks ago, I was like, okay, there's so much here. So where can I even like really start? And I still, I'm still, I'm still struggling with it now, but I guess to, to bring you kind of back to my childhood that's where I will start just because I feel like that's where a lot of formative things happen but Paige you and I are like really similar in our stories so when I was listening to your podcast talking about um you know like having to deal with with drug addiction and growing up um I guess I don't know if you if you actually said this or if I just know this about you, but growing up in not the like most stable financial spots and, and things like that. I mean, those are all things that we have in common, um, which really you, the, the big thing that I have learned over um, the course of my life is that some of the things that I went through as a, as a teenager in particular, and as, you know, as a young child, I didn't think they were like anything big or anything formative until I started talking to them, to to other people about them. And I was like, Oh my God, that really is crazy. Like I had a family member that was addicted to cocaine for like a long time and I didn't even know about it. And, um, you know, I had an eating disorder for a really long time in high school and that really messed me up for a while and all these things. So, I mean, (laughs) I feel like I'm just kind of diving right into all the all That's the traumatizing really things. But I, like... I'm going to stop you right there because I had a thought. I feel like you said, so you said you didn't realize that it wasn't normal to have this. And I think that's so true. I think we kind of live in two worlds where half of us is like, okay, nobody's going to understand. So I don't want to bring it up and I don't want to talk about it. But the other half of us is like, well, this isn't anything out of the usual. Like, why should I make it all about me and act like it's a big deal? Because everyone goes through the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting how we like pin ourselves against each other. And it's so true. Like, at the time, you don't realize how monumental those things are. And then after the fact, I feel like we still are like, well, it wasn't that bad looking back. And we try to like, dumb it down to the point where we act like it doesn't matter when honestly, 
as adults, I think Chelsea, you and I have both realized this, like the effect it has, not just at the time it happens, but years and years later has like a ripple effect. And we have to really just become aware of those things. Yeah, absolutely. And this, this is something else I wanted to mention when I was thinking about this is, you know, I don't know if anybody else experiences this. I'm sure other people do. And that's the whole point of this, you know, what you're doing page, but there's so much of my particularly high school time that I, I couldn't give you a lot of specifics about what was going on at that time, just because I think that my brain has kind of unconsciously blocked some of those things out in order to allow me to move forward because I'm somebody that kind of ruminates a little bit on the, on the bad things and really uses them as like reasons to hold myself back. And so Mm -hmm. over the course of time, I think now as an adult, I look back and I'm like, what was I doing sophomore year of high school? I don't know. <laughs> like, who, 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 where was I living? I don't even know that. And and things like that. I think my my brain has kind of, you know, built up that barrier to allow me to move forward so that I don't really stay stuck in that pattern. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but. Oh, 100%. Well, it's just like, as we go through life, like we pr- repress memories that bring up feelings that we don't want to deal with and I think we just have a way of like pushing it down and pushing it away to the point where we don't even realize the effect that it's had or realize that it even happened to us and I think everyone has their own level to which they do this like some people are very aware whereas other people I mean PTSD like you literally can block out situations that have happened and then the most random occurrences can jolt those memories back into existence yeah so it's just insanity. Um, do you feel like now as an adult, and I don't know if you want to go back to sharing a little bit more of your story. I know you were talking about how you dealt with some drug addiction as you were growing up in an eating disorder. Do you want to share a little bit about how that's kind of transferred into adulthood? Yes. So I feel like and when I was trying to think through like what my story is, I feel like every trauma that you could imagine just popped into my head like oh yeah this happened and I moved out of my house and I was you know kicked out and you know all the things I'm like okay Mm -hmm. I need to kind of rein this in a little bit for one because not everybody wants to like listen to all the trauma I've been through but also like because of those things you know having to deal with you know we lost our house when I was in high school I was you know living with a friend for many years my mom was hospitalized for mental health things for like months at a time. I had quite an abusive um, stepmom and just uh, emotionally abusive, I should say. I was never physically abused, but not that. Anyway, you know, all of, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh no, I get going on a thought and I lose it. Um, but because of those things, I feel like I, I kind of had to I had to learn and I had to adapt because number one, it wasn't just me. I have a younger sister. I love her dearly. She lives with me right now. But because I kind of lost the parenting role there from my parents, I had to step up for her a little bit to kind of Mm -hmm. fill that void and be that role. So somebody had to show up and be responsible. Um, But it was, it was almost like a coping mechanism to kind of move on and, you know, (sighs) 
deal with those things as they were happening, but be able to kind of still live my life without having that rule my life too. Yeah. While, while these things were happening, were you like, did you share with a lot of people in your life or did you kind of keep it to yourself? I had my few close friends that always kind of knew what was going on, I guess, but I was very much like, I had this image, right? I had this like persona mm-hmm. that I was that I wanted to show up. Like I was the good girl. I got good grades. I was, you know, doing, I worked really hard at school. I had several jobs while I was in high school. Like that was, that was my thing, right? So I didn't want everyone to know what was going on because I'm like, I mean, and I grew up in a small town. So one person knows it. Everybody knows that kind of thing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I definitely did some hiding, I would say, at the time. Just because, you know, especially in high school, I mean, everyone is dealing with uh, the judgment of, of their peers. I mean, you teach high school, yeah. Paige. So <laughs> you know how it is. 100%. I, um, so when I was in high school, I was lucky enough. I had two of my best friends had very similar situations to me. And so I was lucky enough to have those people to go and talk to and who understood. But I know that there are probably so many people out there and so many of you listening to this who maybe feel like you don't have that in common with someone in your life, which is the whole essence of this podcast, right? To show people that like there are people who understand and you can find people who will be in your corner and just be there to listen. Um, But bringing up the fact that I'm a high school teacher so we didn't even say this about Chelsea because we just dove right into all the past (laughs) circumstances which is fine but she um teaches special education at the transition level so 18 to 21 year olds correct yes yep yes so we're both in the education field and I find it so interesting now as a teacher I actually went back to my mom as I've been working with students and working with guidance counselors and other teachers I went to my mom and I was like the weirdest thing like when I'm talking about like what has happened to a student, like I am very aware of their situation. Like I'm aware if a student's parent is in jail or doing drugs. And my mom was like, yeah, your teachers knew, like I told your guidance counselor, they knew everything going on with your dad and his drug addiction and all of these things. And I, as a student had no clue that my (laughs) teachers knew at the time, like I was here putting on like this brave face, like acting like everything at home was fine and dandy. And all along people knew And I just like never even said anything about it. So there could have been people in my corner the entire time. I just wasn't even aware of it. Well, and that is that is such an interesting thing, too, because I'm I'm sure, you know, (laughs) I grew up in a small town, like I said. So my dad in particular had a reputation. So like by extension, I was his daughter, you know, so like all the things that people knew about him, they knew about me and they knew what we were dealing with. So like the fact that that I spent and I'm sure you too spent so much time and energy trying so hard not to let it show mm-hmm. no you know now knowing that that people knew anyway like how how much heartache could we have saved ourselves maybe and in the, you know there's no way to know but how much heartache could we have saved ourselves if we had known that there was more people that actually cared and actually like wanted to be there for us you know what I mean right yeah 100 so it's I'm, I mean hindsight's always 2020 20, right <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah now that we're here we can acknowledge that <laughs> yeah. um which I do want to talk about too so on my podcast I usually try to keep it like 
positive. I'm a 100% believer in Chelsea. I think you're the same in this, that I totally think people should feel the feels like when things are happening. I don't think you should actually, maybe you want to talk about this because I know you're super passionate about the topic of toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. So maybe you just want to talk about it a little bit and how that can kind of be almost detrimental to our attitudes when we think about our past situation. Yes. I think that, I mean, it's such an unrealistic thing to say that we can be positive all the time. Right. So I, this, I am so passionate about this because I spent so much time trying to smother every even neutral feeling let alone the negative feelings under this like massive weight and blanket of positivity. And it didn't work. Like it worked for a little bit. And then all of those feelings that I never let my allowed myself to kind of work through bubbled up. And you know, that's what happens. I use the analogy of like you're shoving, you know, you have a, a champagne bottle, right? And everything negative that happens to you and every negative feeling that comes in, into your head or whatever is a shake, right? Let's say you have the bottle in your hand and those negative Mm -hmm. feelings are shaking it up. And that little positivity cork that we try to put in this freaking bottle of champagne can only last so long when that pressure starts to build and then it's going to explode. Wow. I love that. I've never heard that analogy before. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I think of. And I think of it because a few years ago, this actually happened to me. I mean, I spent years, years bottling up all of the things that I didn't, want to or couldn't at the time emotionally deal with. And I actually ended up in the hospital because of it, because I just couldn't deal anymore. And my brain and my body completely shut down. Like Mm -hmm. I just couldn't take anything more. And that's what happens. I mean, I'm not alone in that. That That's maybe a little extreme. Not everybody goes through that. But like at some point, there's a breaking point for everybody. And trying to constantly like spin for the positive isn't always going to work because sometimes there's not a silver lining and sometimes there's not a bright side and that doesn't mean the situation is bad it just means that maybe the pivot has to be to something else like I liked your your episode your episode three that I just listened to this morning so I got lots of of the power of negative thinking yeah being able to spin it to something a little bit more neutral. And when you were talking, I was actually thinking about something that I learned when I was in the hospital. Um, full disclosure, I was in the hospital for critical anxiety and we had to deal. It was a lot of like group therapy and stuff. And my therapist mentioned something that stuck with me. And this was, you know, three years ago. This stuck with me. And I think about it probably daily. He talked about this idea of... Um, Oh my God, now I'm blanking on the name. Um, Radical acceptance, radical acceptance, right? So let's say he used the the example of traffic. I live in the cities. Not everywhere has traffic, but let's say for argument's sake, you live in the cities and there's traffic, right? Every day, four to six, you're going to hit traffic wherever you go. It doesn't matter. Right. You can either allow yourself to get really upset and worked up about it, which is what most people do. And that's what, where road rage comes from. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, this is a reality of what is, you know, what it is to live in the cities and try to be driving on 35W at four o'clock. Like it is what it is. And I can be upset about it or I can be neutral and say, I'm accepting this for what it is. It's not great. 
there's really no positive spin. <laughs> like I can't say, yay, I'm so excited to sit in this traffic jam for 40 minutes. Right. It just is. It just, it is. just is. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that. And I think with the time we live in right now, like social media, I think there's such this huge push for positivity that it is toxic to a point. And I know, um, Chelsea, you and I both have kind of gone through the same mindset shift where, so we hear about the practice of affirmations, right? Mm-hmm. And affirmations, yes, it can be powerful to manifest something and hope it come true, comes true. And if you haven't done any affirmations, it's basically writing I am statements. Affirmation part itself, because I think you should write I am statements that are true. But I think we write a lot of affirmations that are so far out of our realm of possibility that aren't even true that we try to neglect what's actually happening and that can become toxic to a point. So mm-hmm. like thinking back on, um, you know, how we both grew up in families with drug addictions. If we tried to write an affirmation of like, I am a part of a family that has everything together. Like that's just simply not true. And so it makes it really hard to find how our past circumstances can be used to our benefit when we're just lying to ourselves essentially. And I think there's this huge push on social media, like positivity, 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 which is great. We should be optimistic and we should be working towards that positive outlook, but not at the expense of forgetting where we came from, which is kind of what I talk about on the show all the time is that we don't become great in spite of our past circumstances. We become great because of our past circumstances. Like I would not be who I am today had I not go, not gone through X, Y, and Z. Right. And I think that that's where the, the power of, you know, thinking about the positive stuff can come into play later. Like, I feel like we try to use positivity to get us out of a feeling in a moment mm-hmm. when really I mean, that's probably going to work 15% of the time. You know, your brain is already kind of in that mode. It's really hard to go from, you know, this, whatever this horrible feeling is to, but the best case scenario is happening. Like it's, you can't do that. Like your brain just really isn't that quick. Most of us probably. I mean, if you have the secret sauce of how to do that, please feel free to share, but like, it, it just that positive thinking can maybe come later. And you're right. I mean, I think about it all the time with my situation growing up. Um, I 100% would be a different person if I didn't have to struggle. And not to say that, like, you know, the things that happened in my past weren't shitty. They were. Some things <laughs> were truly terrible. Like, but, you know, it's now looking at it as an adult, I can say, okay, I have that experience. Now I can use that experience. Maybe that is for me to grow as a person, or maybe it's to help somebody else grow as a person. It happened. Now what do I do with it? Right. How can I use this? Um, I think too, like, so as I was saying before, the power of feeling our emotions as they're happening is so valid. And I think a lot of times we ourselves try to push those down or maybe, you know, other people tell you to like, I mean, we've been ex- experiencing this since childhood where you get hurt and someone tells you to like, get over it. Or like, I remember hearing a podcast and I don't even remember who it was, but we ta- they talked about how when a kid like falls down and scratches his knee and starts crying, 
we're taught to tell them like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. And we're really like belittling their emotions Mm -hmm. and teaching them to repress how they're actually feeling and put on this brave face literally since childhood. And the weight that can carry throughout our entire lives is crazy. And obviously you can't, you know, baby a situation forever, but like allowing people to feel the emotions they feel is so valid and so important. And then coming back to it later and putting a positive spin on it. And I think just like the timeliness of when we hear things. So this is my English teacher nerdiness coming out. (laughs) Um, But we're talking about like the timeliness of an argument or the timeliness of a speech. And my students were like, well, why does it matter the time? And I said, it totally depends on your state of mind when you hear something like, and I think I even said Mm -hmm. this on a podcast episode where I said, if you are in a place where something traumatic just happened, like do not listen to this, take time to feel what you need to feel and then come back when you're in a better state of mind, because it's just going to affect us differently. And it's going to help us shift our mindset differently at different times in our lives. Yeah, I actually I like snapped while I was in because I was listening in the shower <laughs> to that episode. I was like, yes, Paige, yes. <laughs> um, so you know, I I kind of glossed over this, but you brought it up. I am a special ed teacher, and part of I don't know if if you have this training with your work, Paige, but um, in special ed, we deal with a lot, a lot of really challenging behaviors. And we do this um, training at the beginning of every year where we talk about this thing called the crisis continuum. Are you familiar with the crisis continuum? No. Okay. So, I mean, it really is just like a bell curve looking continuum. So you have your bottom and I'm going to butcher it and don't tell my boss. I don't remember (laughs) all of of the terms, but like at the bottom you have your like your neutral normal functioning, right? Kid is in class, they're participating, they're listening, they're engaged. Something happens. We have an antecedent and we start going up our antecedent or a trigger. We start going up this hill. They're starting to get a little dysregulated. You might be able to reach them in the moment, but they're starting to lose a little bit of their cognitive ability to process information. And then things continue on. You're at the top. You're in crisis. In crisis mode, it is almost impossible to have any sort of rational thinking with that person. I mean, I, I'm using the, the example of kids in school, but like think about yes. any of us, right? Kids are not the only ones that go through this crisis continuum. And when we reach that top peak, our ability to process information is so low that it's possible we might not even remember what we were doing or thinking or saying at the time. Like it's, it's we've lost all rationality. And that is where most of us are going to try to switch our brains to positive thinking. You try to tell me that thinking a positive thought or an affirmation when your brain is in crisis mode and you can't process anything, try to tell me that's going to (laughs) work. Yeah, It's not. And that's where most of us think we can make the biggest impact. And we talk about that a lot at work, how, you know, we see a kid in crisis, freaking out, throwing desks, and we try to have this rational conversation, like, that's not a good thing to do. Like, they're not listening. They're not even able to process. Mm -hmm. We're the same way. You know, like, we can feel ourselves maybe getting to that point. Maybe we could interrupt those thought patterns. Maybe we couldn't. But once we're in crisis and we're, like, freaking out, ain't no way a positive, hey, this day is going to be great. It's going to turn you around. You know what I mean? 
you have to kind of get mm-hmm. over that hump and back into thinking about it after the fact to be able to make any sort of process or progress what? towards processing that what is how ha- you know what's going on yeah and I totally think of so not to be like super morbid but <laughs> I think of like um like a shooter situation so let's like use a school shooting or I don't know if I have any Grey's Anatomy fans in here but like that's <laughs> where there's a shooter in the hospital <laughs> um which and- time <laughs> I know it's true (laughs) and it's not like that's just like like someone doesn't wake up one day and decide like I'm going to go do this crazy thing it's building over time and as it's building that's when someone could step in and try to assess the situation and turn it around but once like someone like if there's a shooter in a building and they have their mindset on chaos like you cannot and it's I mean it's been scientifically proven you cannot change their mind and be like hey like don't shoot me like they're not rationally thinking clearly they are committing crimes and so it's so true like with ourselves hopefully we're not ever going to get to that point but in our own lives like it's like the champagne bottle. How can we like settle the bubbles before the lid pops off of it? And right. so often we try to repress it down and keep it to ourselves and not share about it that we get to the point where there's like no turning back. Right. And I think that like, you know, we're, we're kind of using extreme examples here just to make the point. But like, <laughs> I mean, this happens probably on the regular, you know, like like you said in your episode um, that I just listened to, like we have... 60,000 thoughts a day, right? It's unrealistic to think all of those are going to be positive. So if, you know, I don't know, half of them are negative, let's just throw some numbers out there. I don't actually know. (laughs) If half of them are negative, (laughs) you're probably going to be reaching that crisis mode in a very minute form often throughout the day. So it's like, how do you catch yourself in those moments? And if you can't, which most of us can't, unless we're really Mm -hmm. practicing at it, and that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with not being practiced enough to be positive all the time, right? But then what do we do with that after we have made it over that hump, made it to like the the post-crisis is what we call it on the crisis continuum. Ha, see, I remembered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what do, uh, what do we do? How, I guess, and to bring this back to your story, and I know one thing we talked about and that I just want to like share a lot through this podcast is, I feel like, at least in my experience, I've been working on my mindset and actively being aware of my thoughts and my feelings and how I can work to make them better each and every day. And I feel like as I've gone through my journey, I've read a ton of books. I've listened to a ton of podcasts, all of which have helped me. But a common thread I've seen within all of them is it's a lot of people like saying like, this is what I went through. Here's where I am now. So I'm going to tell you how to get to where I am. But they're like at the point that seems so far away to me still. Like maybe it's in an entrepreneur type way where, you know, they talk about their struggles in their early years, but now they're like making millions. Or maybe it's in like a mental health where like they went through all this, but now they're like thriving. And that's Mm -hmm. all great. But I think it sends a message that like there's this end point where everything is positive and everything is great. And we know... And I'm sure you, you listening know that that's not true. Like we're always struggling with something, mm-hmm. right? There's always, even if you get past one hurdle, there's another one up ahead. And I think it does us a disservice to act like we're not struggling with something. So I know we talked a little bit about where you came from. So I kind of, as we are getting near to the end of our time, I want you to maybe share with me 
what's something you feel like you're struggling with right now? Just in your personal life. That is a good question. You know, it, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on a really good day today, so I don't yeah. struggle with anything. No, um, of course I struggle with stuff. So I guess the, the, the most prominent thing that I've been struggling with for the last couple of weeks really um, is just, I'm, you know, I'm a teacher. So we went back to school in the last few weeks and change in routine is really, really difficult for me. It throws me off. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, and, and, and I know about myself that this happens every year, right? Like, it's not like a surprise that we go back to school in September every year. So, um, it, you know, every year I feel like it shocks me a little bit because I'm like, no, I'm going to be so prepared. But I just know about myself now that a change in routine is really hard for me. And I've actually been handling it much better this year than in previous years. Um, because it's like anticipation, right? If I had tried to do what I had done in the past, which is, nope, I'm going to be so great this year. I'm going to go in. Everything's going to be fan-freaking-tastic. I'm not going to get anxious at all. Okay, girlfriend, I have anxiety. Like, like it's going to throw me off. <laughs> so having just that, like, acceptance of it a little bit has helped me a lot. But I guess, I don't know if I'm answering your question. I tend to get on low rants. But, like, that's probably the thing I'm struggling with the most right now. But – as I'm settling into the routine too, things are getting much easier. Like today, I'm in a fantastic mood today. You know, we've, we're settled. I, I know. I love it. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> I, I love that. So thinking like, as you said, like, you know, you struggled with routine and even thinking further back to the things you have gone through, through your childhood, through your adolescence, what are some things that you have found? And it can literally be anything. It doesn't have to be like, super monumental in your what you've discovered (laughs) but what are some things you've implemented into your life that have helped you maybe overcome some limiting beliefs that have been placed on you or even have helped you adjust to like you said you suffer from anxiety what have you personally found that has worked for you because I think the person listening to this right now maybe they're going through something and they're just trying to find something that makes it a little easier each and every day, but they don't even know where to start. So what are some things that you have found that have helped you? Um, yes, that's a great question. So the, the one that pops into my mind the most is, and we talked a little bit about affirmations and mantras, um, which I have a lot of feelings on affirmations and mantras, but <laughs> the, <laughs> I feel like with those, there is a tendency for them to be super positive too. And you kind of talked about that. But what I found is most helpful to me is to find a mantra or an affirmation that is more neutral. And the one that will forever get me out of whatever sort of thinking pattern I'm in, like, let's say, I don't know, I'm having like a really rough day and I'm super anxious um, or I have, you know, I'm anticipating something. Um, My go-to is always just, this is temporary. Oh, I love that. And, and, you know, and it doesn't sound super, like, happy and, yet like, yay, today's going to be so fantastic. It's just, you know, Mm -hmm. even if today is the worst day of my life, it will still end. It is temporary. This feeling I'm having right now is temporary. You know, it just, I don't know. It doesn't sound great when I say it out loud. But it's the one thing that gets me through. Like, I don't know. No, I love it. I 
I'm thinking about, so on my board at school for my students, I have like a thought of the day. So every day I put a new quote or mantra or something up there for them to read. Um, I'm thinking for tomorrow, my quote should be today is temporary. And I think it can go both ways, which I think is really interesting. So you can take it how you kind of explained it. So today is temporary, meaning if it's a crappy day, tomorrow's a new day, right? You Mm -hmm. can do it um but you could also take it the opposite way where if you're having like a really great day today is temporary meaning don't take it for granted because tomorrow might not be as good like it's always continuing on and we always have to work to keep going yeah which I think is like the really cool thing about choosing an affirmation or a mantra that is more neutral is that wherever you're at in that moment is how you're going to be able to accept Mm -hmm. it like like you just said, you know, I'm having a terrible day. This is temporary. It will end. Or I'm having the best day ever. Now I can lean into it and file this away in my little memory file cabinet in my brain. Or something. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, yeah, I love that. I would say that's my biggest suggestion. I, I have so many things I could tell you to do, but that, I mean, very small, very simple. I don't want to say that it's easy to do because you're probably going to find all the wrong ones before you find the one that really works for you. But kind of leaning into that process of like, let's think through, like, I know my patterns at this point. I don't know how old most of your listeners are, but I'm 27. Like I'm pretty set in a lot of my patterns at this point, know what they are. I can kind of analyze them now a little bit and be like, all right, I know this is going to be what helps me right here. This is what I'm choosing to focus on. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Um, no, I'm like you. I was going to say something. No, I totally forgot what it was. was <laughs> I'm, I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> I know. I love. I seriously, I'm going to steal that. Today is temporary. So good. So good. I know. I like um, want to get. I think... Sorry. You I go. cut you off. <laughs> I, I, I want to get. This is so dumb and such a side note. But I've been talking about getting a, a tattoo forever on my wrist. Um, just something I can glance at when I'm in crisis or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. that just says the word temporary, but I'm like, how freaking ironic is it to have a tattoo on my arm that's <laughs> temporary? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Um, and also I love the random side note. So for the people who are listening, Chelsea and I always say, honestly, before I started this podcast, Chelsea was one of my biggest hype people because we would have these conversations that would start off so like surface level. And then we would start like trying to like solve the mysteries of the world essentially (laughs) through our conversations and every time at the end of a conversation we would be like we should have recorded that and like made a podcast with it so (laughs) that's basically what I want is just a conversation where other people can listen in like we're all sitting at the table together and having this conversation as a group because I think it's so helpful and when you said um about the affirmation how this is temporary how you said it's not easy it makes me think of the idea of like, it's easy to do, but it's also easy not to do. So it's really easy to wake up each day and tell yourself a mantra, but it's also really easy not to do that because you can simply just push it aside and it's not going to make mm-hmm. a huge difference in that moment. But over time, if you continuously wake up and say these things to yourself and work at being better each and every day, it's going to have a compound effect in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I also, I know we're getting kind of long on time here, so I'll try to keep trying oh, to rein no in. But um, I want to kind of go back a little a ways back, actually, when you were talking about, you know, the mantras and things that you choose or the affirmations. I think it's also really important that you were choosing them in a way. Okay, that doesn't make sense the way that I'm saying it. Choosing the affirmations that you can control. Like, 
you can't say I am from this super stable, incredible family if you're not. And that also places mm-hmm. a lot of responsibility on other people. That's not something you can control, right? Like I can't control the actions of my parents. Okay, my dog is acting like a crazy. I'm so sorry if you can hear her pitter pattering around. You're fine. That's life. <laughs> but to you know, choosing the mantra and choosing the the affirmation that you can control because you cannot control how other people are going to be, and that's going to ultimately yes. lose your frustration. So, yeah. I think we could record an entire other episode. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that. What you can control, because this is something I tell my students all the time. Like you cannot control your situation around you. You can only control how you respond to it. And it's, yeah, we could talk forever on this. So I just definitely need to have you on for another episode. And we'll go <laughs> on and on all about that and go down all new paths and routes with that. Yeah. But, but um, awesome. Uh, before we wrap up, um, two things. So one, if you could tell the person listening in anything right now, just one thing to take with them, what would it be? And I know I'm putting you on the spot with this one, but just oh one goodness for them. One takeaway. And maybe um, it's your mantra, but maybe it's something else you have in your your notes. I mean, definitely the mantra for sure. But um, let me think about that for just one second. Hmm. So many things rattling around in this blonde head of mine. Yeah. Um, I guess what I would say is, this is going to sound so cliche, but it is what it is, is that, you know, you always have somebody in your corner and they might not be obvious to you. They might not even be somebody that you're overly familiar with, but there's always somebody that's in your corner. Like, and if there's not, I'm in your corner. So yes, there is. (laughs) But yes, but those people might not be obvious to you. So you might have to seek them out. And yeah, that is part of the work. But just knowing that, you know, at no point are you ever completely isolated, I guess. I love that. And so true. If you feel like you don't have anyone in your corner, you can come to me, you can come to Chelsea, which brings me to my next question. Um, Just really quickly, I know you have like all different kinds of things going on in your world. Tell us what you're up to, where people can find you if they want to connect with you outside of the podcast. Um, We just kind of want to hear what you're doing and tell us where to find you. Yeah. So probably Instagram is where I do the most amount of posting, though. I've been a little slacking lately, but now that I'm on the up and up, I'm, I'm hoping to get back on it. But um, my Instagram is cheerfully.chelsea with an IE because my parents decided to be different. Cheerfully.chelsea Denise on Instagram. That's probably the easiest way to connect with me. Um, I was going to throw my TikTok out there, but it's pretty specific to reading books. If you like to read books, feel free to follow me on TikTok at the bookish life of Chels. I love that. And <laughs> otherwise, baking, yeah. you're doing some baking stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm, I feel like I should have led with this. Your girl over here does not know what the heck she wants to do with her life. She wants to do everything. So <laughs> I also um, run a very, very, very small out of my house bakery where I make cupcakes um, my Instagram for that is at icing and bliss cupcakery. And that's solely on Instagram right now. I'm not on any other social media platforms. But if you live in the Minneapolis area and you're looking for cupcakes, love hit, it. Hit me yeah. up. And we could totally have another episode all about not knowing what we want to do with our lives. So <laughs> oh we my God. Later on, but... <laughs> so okay. I'm just going to be a regular on here every Wednesday. I'll be yes, here. Seriously. <laughs> you could be. We'll see. People will love you because I love you. But. 
Okay, I am so glad that we were able to do this, and I appreciate you so much for taking time to come on the show. I know, I know for a fact that you have impacted somebody today, whether it's to give them a takeaway from this so they can carry with them, or just to remind them that they're not alone in the way they're thinking and that someone else has been in their shoes before. So I appreciate you so much. I'm so glad we could connect on here. And yes, thank you yeah. so much. I feel so honored. I'm the first guest. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I love having guests on the show to give you another perspective and to give you some insight to how others feel and respond to situations. And hopefully you resonate with that in some way, shape or form in your life as well. I would love so much if you would share this with a friend. If you think somebody will connect with this or benefit from the episode, send it to them, post it on social media. And if you want to connect with me further, you can also find me on Instagram. My username is at the story of dot page, and I cannot wait to hear from you soon. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you next time.